when you're up against a hostile room of people who don't want to be there, you need real strategies that get results. Welcome to From Hostage to Hero, the show that gives you practical advice you can use right now in the courtroom, boardroom, or classroom. Learn how to move your unwilling audience to one that is invested in what you're saying, eager to participate, and engaged in the process. Learn from the attorney whisperer herself, your host, Sari Delamont. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of From Hostage to Hero. Sari Delamont with you today, the attorney whisperer. And I'm just so glad to see how active everyone is in the From Hostage to Hero Facebook group. If you haven't gotten over there yet, go ahead and do that. Just look up From Hostage to Hero on Facebook and you can join that free group by answering three simple questions. Basically, are you a plaintiff attorney or a... um, Criminal defense, uh, where do you practice? And I can't remember the other question. Oh, specialty, what your specialty is. And you can get into that free group. Some people have said that they are confused between the From Hostage to Hero Facebook group and the H2H membership. And so let me clear up the confusion. From Hostage to Hero Facebook group was created to have a community who wanted to discuss the book from Hostage to Hero and the podcast, the one you're listening to now, the same name, and uh, just connect with each other. And that's what it has been. We have over 800 members in there. Uh, the H2H membership is a paid membership that only opens three to four times a year. We just did our founders launch. Uh, this past uh, beginning of August. So we just got underway in there. And that's where you can interact with me and each other and uh, have case workshops. You can practice your voir dire in the voir dire circles. You can get nonverbal feedback on a presentation. You can get mindset coaching with Coach K, our mindset coach, also with me eventually and in other ways. Um, there's a Q&A in there that's just for members. I'm probably missing, oh, there's live training that I do once a month. And coming October, when we reopen the co- uh, the membership, there will be a From Hostage to Hero course with videos and slides and all that kind of good stuff that goes along with the book. So if you're in the From Hostage to Hero uh, Facebook group, that's the free group. We invite you to, to, to head over there if you're not there already. But just to be clear, the H2H membership is a paid membership monthly subscription. You can cancel at any time and that will reopen again in October. Hopefully that clears it up for those of you who are, what's the difference between the two groups? Uh, one is an actual membership. The other one's just membership in a, in a free Facebook group. Okay, uh, you can look at either one of those. Get on the wait list for the membership opening on October, uh, in October on FromHostageHero.com or also check out the Facebook page at FromHostageHero.com. You can also watch a trailer of the book, order the book, do all kinds of fun things over there. All right, today we are talking about what's your next move. So as many of you know, and maybe some of you don't know, um, I share my life freely. So I always assume everybody knows everything (laughs) or that everybody cares. Uh, Kevin and I and our little daughter, Elena, we just moved. And if you haven't moved in a while, let me just remind you about what hell moving is. It is the absolute worst thing Ever. I mean, it is just so much worse than you anticipate, which I think is good because if you really knew how much work it was or reminded yourself of how much work it was, you wouldn't do it. No one would do it. <laughs> but, you know, it, it it just 
kind of got me thinking about some topics I wanted to talk to you about today about moving because people have asked us, you know, why we moved and, and what's happening. And, and I keep saying, you know, we've moved to take a year to figure out what our next move is, both literally and figuratively. And, and I think this, this concept of moving and what your next move is, is one that is universal and especially true for trial attorneys to be thinking about. What we ended up doing was, in terms of our literal move, is we decided we bought a beach house this past year and uh, it wasn't planned. Uh, my husband had seen it in January before all the COVID stuff hit and I was telling them, I'm like, we can't buy a beach house. That was back in January before the COVID thing hit. Then COVID hit and he kept bringing up this beach house and he kept looking at this beach house and he's like, well, let's just go look at it. And and I was convinced eventually to buy it and we uh, spent a big chunk of our June out here when we closed on the house and we just love it out here. And we started to realize that my daughter, Elena, who um, was supposed to be in kindergarten this this fall, we were not going to put her into in-person school and that we could go anywhere. And we also decided to sell our downtown condo, which is where we had uh, our business for several years because we, after COVID, cannot imagine putting 12 jurors in there plus six attorneys, it just, I don't think, I mean, the world has changed. I don't think we can ever have that many people in that space again. And so we were kind of in this weird place where we had three properties and we weren't sure what the future held. And we were sitting in the hot tub one day and looking at each other. And I said, why don't we move here? And at first Kevin was like, and both of us were like, well, how could we do that? Like what, like how would this all work? But I'm not seeing clients in person, at least through the end of the year. And who knows, maybe not until next summer, depending on how this all works out. And so over literally the course of a couple weeks, we up and decided to completely change our lives. And that is the the, the focus of today's podcast, is that I see so many of you have a set view of what you think life is is about and how it should go, especially as a trial attorney. This is just the way it is. We all work, you know, 16-hour days and we all have to have, you know, 200 case files and and that's just how it is. And I'm here to say <laughs> that is not how it has to be and all of that can be changed. We need to start getting really good at challenging our assumptions. I think we don't do it enough. You know, people constantly look at me in my life and they go, sorry, you just decide something and two seconds later, you, <laughs> you're you done with the old thing and on to the new thing. And I've always been that way. My best friend constantly makes fun of me. She's like, when you're done with something, you're done with something, whether that's a part of my business I no longer want to do, or a house I no longer want to live in, uh, or a friendship that no longer serves me. I am I am pretty cut and dry, I'll tell you that much. But here's the point, is I think we just assume that because we are living the lives that we are living, and, and many of us end up in lives uh, that we don't recognize because we've slowly given up our dreaming. We've slowly given up the the opportunity that we have to constantly be challenging ourselves and saying, is this my best life? Am I living into the best version of myself? You know, there's there's 
a reason why I've been able to achieve the level of success that I have. And by the way, I don't apologize for that at all. I mean, I think some people think I talk about my success um, maybe too much or more than I should. And you know what? I celebrate my success because hell yeah, worked hard for it. And I believe that that success is available to each and every one of you in whatever way you want to make that work. Where I see so many people get off track is that they just accept the status quo. This is how it is. This is where I am. I, you know, I have bills to pay. I bought this house. Listen, any of that and all of that can be changed in the blink of an eye. Literally a month ago, we did not have this idea at all. And now as I sit here today, podcasting from my kitchen table as the contractor works on the shed in the backyard, because that was our, our big thing. Well, where would we work when we're here? We didn't want to contaminate, quote unquote, the, the house. Um, not to mention there's really no room here. Um, it's a smaller house to have an office. And so we were sitting in the hot tub that very day. And we looked in the back and there's a 23 by 7 shed. And we thought, ah. What do we want to do with that? Maybe we want to make that into an office. And so here literally, it's probably less than 30 days later, my entire life has changed. Here's what I want you to be thinking about is we tend to think before we make big decisions that we have to have it all figured out, that we have to know what the future holds and plan for all the contingencies. You know who you are type A because I'm that way too or I used to be that way. And what I want to suggest to you is that you don't have to know the long term. If COVID has taught us anything, it has, set, it has taught us that there is no way to know what the future holds. You have to get really good if you want to start living a life of purpose and a life that you enjoy and a life of meaning that what is striking you right now is what matters. Now, I don't mean we just live our lives as flights of fancy. I mean really digging in and getting clear on who you are and what you want and starting to believe that that is possible. You know, there's so many of you who I have coached and, you know, many of you between Kevin and I have, have come to the realization that maybe you don't even want to be a trial attorney anymore. And I wouldn't say that makes me sad. I mean, I do love my trial attorneys and I want you to have the most amazing lives. But I would say, I will say that that's amazing that you can even open your mind to consider the possibilities. You know, uh, June Ho Hong, who many of you have seen in the From Hostage to Hero Facebook group, and those of you who have joined the membership know that I'm training June as my apprentice, and he will soon be joining the membership as a full-fledged consultant slash coach. will be working in there with you alongside me and Kevin, because as the membership grows, we're going to be needing and adding more coaches. You know, June, even a couple years ago, didn't even know who the hell I was. A year ago, really started following me and started thinking in his mind, he'll tell you the story, I would love to work for her. And here he has made that come true and has started to absolutely completely and change his life. The only difference between June and me and maybe the rest of you is that you haven't even allowed yourself to consider all of the possibilities. And so that's really the first step because I have four steps for you today in today's podcast episode about how to really start planning your next move. So the first step is to allow yourself to dream, to really get 
creative. I mean, to be thinking about not only who you want to be and how you want to live your life, but what kind of life supports who you are and where you want to be. Maybe you want to travel. Maybe you want to have more downtime. Maybe you want to work with a specific type of client. What kind of life would support that? For Kevin and I, we weren't sure what our next move was in terms of the business, for example. So we decided to take this year to hunker down as we weren't seeing clients except for virtually and live in the beautiful house that we just bought, get rid of all of our other properties and just think about and dream about what our next step is. I mean, that's just super exciting. We're just going to hunker down and dream and get creative. We've got some ideas of what we want it to be, but we're going to take our time and plan and dream. We knew that the old house and the condo were no longer going to work in the new dream, but we're not sure what the new dream is. So we're taking our time. And I suggest that you do that too, that you start to think and and plan and, and get creative about what your next move is. Now, I'll stop here and say, some of you might be thinking, well, sorry, I don't even need to make a move. Great. If you are perfectly happy and content where you are and feeling fulfilled and living your best life, then great. What I will say is that that kind of fulfillment, rarely it stays the same. I mean, I would say I'm a pretty fulfilled, content person, but that's because I've constantly heeded the call of when life universe, whatever, has said, it's time to make a change. It's the static is what, where we get caught, where we start to get bored, at least I do. So if you're feeling super content and fulfilled right now in your life, this podcast episode isn't for you. But maybe come back and take a listen to it when you start to feel a little bored or starting to feel like life is getting a little stale. I'm talking to those of you who have been having a little bit of an itch or you're unhappy as hell. Anywhere in between, I'm asking you, what is your next move? Because the first step is to allow yourself to even think about what life would look like if it was different than the life you're living today. The second step is to trust your instincts. When something floats up for you, that's a chance for you to play with that and get creative. Don't dismiss things out of hand. I can't tell you how many times I've been in coaching sessions and my clients do that. Well, I couldn't do that because of this. Or, oh, I'd never get away with that because of my husband or my, my wife wouldn't allow it. Listen, when you're in that creative stage, anything goes. And your instincts are going to guide you to what is real and true for you. Look, Listen, as a trial attorney, one of the best things you can do is train and hone your instincts, but it starts with listening to them and recognizing when there is a voice inside of you calling out for something new. So many of you tend to shove that down and push it away instead of really honoring that voice and allowing it to come forward. You don't have to even do anything with it, but just start to listen to it and hone those instincts and start to get really clear about the fact that you have good ideas. You don't need to act on all of them, but that your instincts are real and they can guide you toward a better, more fulfilling life. Third step is to trust yourself. This one's huge because this one it really translates into the courtroom as well. In that, 
you know, I hear from people oftentimes in my, when I'm coaching and otherwise, you know, that they don't trust other people. They can't trust that they're not going to get hurt again. For example, if we're talking about a relationship or something that happened in a previous time in their life. And I always say to them, that's right. You can't trust ultimately other people to not hurt you. But what you can trust is your ability to handle it. I think we tend to look outside ourselves for the safety that we already possess, meaning we do not have to have a safe world in order to be safe in ourselves. We don't have to have a safe courtroom experience for us to be safe in the courtroom. When we finally realize that it's us that creates our own safety, that we are the person that we can rely on, that we are the person that can create safety, that we are the person that can handle rejection or a uh, trial loss or uh, whatever else it may be. That's where true safety happens. And that's, by the way, what allows us to make these changes in our lives, to make our next move, knowing that we've got our own back. That it doesn't matter if we lose money on the real estate deal or if we lose clients when we raise our prices or if we, you know, lose a trial because we tried something, that we recognize we are going to be okay no matter what. That's that self-trust that I want you to start generating in yourself. And by the way, the only way you can really generate that is by doing it, is by making the move before you're 100%. Uh, sure. By making the move before you're 100% confident that it'll work out. In fact, that doesn't exist ever. I mean, have you ever been totally 100% sure on your decision that it would work out? I've never met anyone who's had that opportunity. So it's really trusting yourself, not the decision, which brings us to number four, which is there is no such thing as a wrong decision. I really don't believe that. Meaning, if we make a decision and it doesn't quote unquote work, we can always make a different decision or we can make that decision the right decision. Meaning we can live into it, even if it didn't work out the way we wanted to. I mean, I have tons of examples of decisions that were made or things I wanted to happen that didn't happen the way I wanted them to. And it was the best thing that ever happened to me. So really recognizing there's no such thing as a right decision. There's just a right decision you and deciding what you want to do at different points in your life. I mean, what's the little small box you've been living in? That's what I want to leave you with today is to kind of take a look outside of that box and stop accepting things as that's just the way they are. This is what I have to do for the next 10 years and then I get to live. You know what? Your next 10 years are not guaranteed. What's your next move? Because I really want for all of you to be moving toward lives of fulfillment, be moving toward a life that you love and where you get to do your best work and you get to show up in a real authentic way because you're trusting your instincts, you're trusting yourself, you've got your own back, you're allowing yourself to dream and to create instead of being stagnant and stale And just having to, quote unquote, get through. I hear that all the time. I just need to get through this week. I just need to get through this year. Those are not the lives that I'm helping my trial attorney clients create. No, 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 no. I want to help you create, whether that means you stay a trial attorney or not, lives that are absolutely and utterly fulfilling. And I know so many of you hear that and you go, that's just a dream. Not everybody can live fulfilling lives. Bullshit. 
utter bullshit. I decided I was done living the life that I was just living a month ago. And a month later, here I am in my new life. And who knows what my life's going to look like a year from now. But I know that my instincts are right. Why? Because I trust them and have trusted them for years. And they've always led me the right way. It hasn't always been easy. It hasn't always gone the way I planned. But because I have a track record of trusting my instincts and trusting myself to work it out regardless, I know without a doubt that I can make a decision and that either way, however it plays out, I'll be okay. And not only okay, I'll have moved forward because I've, I've decided a long time ago, I'm not going to live a life anything less than extraordinary. And that is also true for you. What's your next move? Trust yourself to start dreaming and creating and planning. I can't wait to hear what your next move is. And I can't wait to share with you what we decide our next move is. For now, I'm signing off from the beach. Talk soon, my friends. That's it for this episode of From Hostage to Hero. But head to our website, sorrydlm.com, for other must-have resources from Sorry Delamart. Read the transcript of this podcast, watch trial tip videos, or download your free copy of Sorry's article, Why Jurors Hate the Hobby Question. We're glad you joined us today. And until next time, remember that to lead a hostage to freedom, you must first free yourself.